Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. I'm your host, Mindy McCulley, Extension Specialist for Instructional Support with Family and Consumer Sciences Extension. We are housed in the Martin Gatton College of Agriculture, Food, and Environment. My guest today is Dr. David Weisenhorn, Extension Specialist for Parenting and Child Development. Welcome, David. Well, thank you. We are going to talk today about celebrating Halloween safely. And I know that many communities will begin Halloween celebrations this weekend. And then some, of course, will wait until the 31st. But whenever or however people are celebrating, we want them to have a fun-filled, safe experience. So I know that you're going to share tips to help us make that happen. Yeah, sure. And I and I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it, as I remember, my my growing up and Halloween was probably my favorite outside of Christmas because you got gifts on Christmas. But it was yes. a, one of the favorites because you, you could be somebody, anybody or anything that you wanted for a different day and you got a bunch of candy for doing so. But yeah, it is super fun, but it does have some potential dangers. And, and Mindy, it's funny because the first thing I think about is costume safety. And uh, you and I grew up in a time where we had those plastic masks that had those, <laughs> those tiny little holes in them that, and you, you really know, couldn't you see out of them. <laughs> couldn't see, no, you couldn't see out of them. You couldn't breathe out of them. And I know they've come a long way, but those are certainly items to again to, for parents and for young people just to consider. Hey, if I wear this for a long period of time, is it going to restrict my breathing? Is it going to restrict my vision? Because those things are, are critical to our safety. Uh, And so being aware of whether or not they are restricting those areas, but also the length of our costumes, what kind of costumes, you know, right now, my son is big into these blow up costumes. Uh, He's going to be a sumo wrestler. This, and so we have like three of his buddies. So there's going to be four sumo wrestlers running around my neighborhood uh, this weekend. And the, the concern is not necessarily that, but does it restrict the movement? Um, You know, I think about the capes. And some of the longer costumes that that children might be interested in or the ones that might cover their feet and just being able to to think through that. And is this safe? Can we can we modify by trimming or tucking things in so that they don't drag and create tripping hazards? Yes, um, at least the sumo wrestlers will have the extra padding, or the right. extra that's, air cushioning. That's right. um, that's that right. Not every costume will have that, right? That's right. So just making <laughs> sure that what's the length of my costume? It, is it a potential for danger or tripping hazard? Uh, and then the last thing I would say about that is the time of year that a Halloween falls, <laughs> dress and dressing uh, appropriately or according to the weather is, again, another thing to think about. It, yes. it, oftentimes we can be out a long period of time, depending on uh, how many people you want to meet out or the routes in which you want to take. Being in exposed weather, if it's raining or drizzling, I remember one year it was sleeting and (laughs) uh, my my children were absolutely miserable about house three. (laughs) And so we, we wrapped it up early, but thinking about that and making some provisions or planning uh, according to what that weather might be. Oh, definitely. And I mean, like you said, it's Kentucky, so it could be balmy and feel like the tropics, or it could be sleeting and snowing. So 
Be prepared. That's right. Be prepared. Um, And part of that safety, too, when we think about the actual taking to the trick-or-treating, things that we want to think about there, too. If if your child is is 12 years or younger, I would recommend, a strong recommendation, that an adult is accompanying that child. Uh, Do we have to follow them all the way to the front door? Not necessary, but children should be accompanied by an adult just in the sense of safety. Sometimes there are some rascals that might be out and about and want to play pranks that can be confusing or scary to young children. And so thinking about having an adult there oftentimes deters a lot of those kind of behaviors uh, and, and also just keeping your children safe. Flashlights. Exactly. Uh, making sure that they are well lit. I know costumes at this time of year tend to be darker and, and more black than they are white and bright. And so, you know, there there are recommendations to put some sort of reflective tape on children. You know, that may be a modification you don't want to make to a costume, especially if you spend a lot of money on it. But, you know, it's easy enough to get a glow stick sure. or a flashlight. And even if the children themselves don't want to, that's where that accompanying parent or adult might might step in is that they might be the ones carrying the flashlight and they can provide light as the children run to the front door. So making sure that they're visible is going to be really key when you're going door to door. Plan that route. We talked about just a minute ago. Hey, yeah. out a long time. You know, pre-planning those routes. Now it seems, Mindy, that enough neighborhoods actually are asking the neighborhoods, the houses within the neighborhoods to identify, are you going to be someone who provides treats? And if so, if you'll identify that way, people can pre-plan those routes. Maybe your neighborhood doesn't have that sort of planning together, but just thinking about and talking together with your parents or with the other the Halloweeners, the, the other kids that are going to go trick-or-treating with you, making sure that everybody is kind of in cahoots as to where we're going to go and how long this might take. The you universal know? signal has always been leave your light on if you're going to be giving treats. Turn it off if you're not. And if you're a trick-or-treater, pay attention to that. Really. Yes, exactly. Respectful of those people who've turned off their lights. (laughs) And I appreciate the respectful thing. It's not so much of a fear or somebody not wanting to do it, but maybe there are folks that just don't want to participate. Maybe they don't have the candy or they don't have the time or aren't going to be there. Or maybe there's someone in the home who isn't well and having that constant doorbell ringing might be challenging. Could be disturbing. So keeping an eye on if the light is off, no, it's no need to go to that house. So for sure, that's it. Stay on paths. Stay on sidewalks. You know, it. I know in my neighborhood where our houses are a little more spread out. And so kids want to cut through yards. Exactly. <laughs> they want to take the short, they, the, the fastest route from, from A to B or mm-hmm. to, is, is a straight line. And so a lot of times they want to take that straight line through there. Encourage kids not to do that because there are potential tripping hazards. There's holes or or maybe stakes or or things that are in the yard sticks that might have fallen down or or other tripping hazards that could be a part of the landscape that we don't see as that uh e- as the the day turns to evening and, sure. and the vision even with the flashlight it might not be obvious yes for sure those holes in the yard i mean there's several times where i tripped as a youngster running from from one to the other or those clotheslines that become mm-hmm. <laughs> Invisible, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, invisible and and very dangerous. Um, Avoid uh, avoid unfamiliar dogs or animals. As and and this kind of goes into this last piece of like preparing for visitors. When we're preparing our homes, 
one, we want to remove some of those obstacles. If we sure. know there might be lights or, or things, or bicycles or other obstacles in the yard that could cause tripping, we might want to move those or, or right. position them in a way that it would be harder for someone to stumble or trip over those. Exactly. Also, when thinking about pets, you know, even the pets that we have, no matter how friendly and kind they are, they may be excited or they might be frightened by a goblin or a ghoul that might show <laughs> exactly. up. These aren't children anymore. They look like all kinds of different things into a dog that might be frightening. And so making sure those dogs are away from the door. As a trick-or-treater going to a house, let's remember to never take candy from inside a house. We don't need to go in anybody's home right. in order to get candy. And, and so thinking about that, even if it's someone who says, oh, give me just a minute, just step right in. A simple response to that is, it's okay, I'll stay right here. Right. Uh, for parents, just reminding our children not to go in, not to enter anybody's house. We don't need to do that. People are welcome and typically know to bring the candy to the front to the door. door. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, yeah, avoid those houses that aren't lit well. And then for the non-trick-or-treaters, for those of us that don't want to participate, please, please keep in mind that there are going to be children running about in our neighborhood, oftentimes very energized on sugar (laughs) (laughs) and not thinking about some of those simple safety rules of looking both ways before they cross the street or being visual, you know, being highly visible. So knowing that if we riding through a neighborhood, even our own, or especially one that we're not familiar with, Please slow the pace of our vehicles. Sure. Please be looking for young people who aren't paying attention. And how quick can I hit these brakes? Well, let's go as slow as we can so that we don't have to have to hit them as fast and have the potential of a deadly right. accident. That would ruin the Halloween for everyone. <laughs> yes, it would. And that's and that's not anything at all to celebrate. So those are tend to be the the the, tri- the the tips that I have. I know that was a lot. Well, and that is so important, though. I mean, just just those tips that we've shared, which they are a lot, but they're important tips. Um, and so we hope that parents and children who are out trick or treating will listen and pay attention and actually adhere to to those guidelines that you laid out. David, thanks so much for taking the time to share with us today. I know that this is important information that will be useful to our communities and our families. Mindy, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to Talking Facts and you can find us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, Leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at FCS.UKY.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for Family and Consumer Sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.